The remaining Mishnais of this parak, this chapter, talk about which water is fit for use for the Mechatos. We've already learnt that the Torah describes the water as being Mayim Chayim, which literally means alive water. And what that entails is that it must be water that comes from a natural spring. Strictly speaking, although we'll see in this Mishnah, it could be that certain other bodies of water are included. And it also must be pure, clean water. The question is, what, what about water that comes from the sea? In general, there are two different kinds of bodies of water that have purifying ability. One is a mayon, which is a natural spring. And the other is a mikveh, which is a body of still water that is not flowing like a spring. And the law is that if the water is not coming from a spring that flows, and therefore it has the status of a mikveh, a mikveh can only purify somebody if it is not flowing. Rather, it is still. Whereas a mayon, which is a natural spring, that can purify somebody even whilst it is flowing. Now, in general, a mikveh is sufficient to purify somebody, but there are certain cases where the Torah requires maim chayim. Alive, so to speak, water that comes from a spring. One of the examples is the Paraduma, the Mechatos. And there are a couple of other cases where Maim Chaim is required, and the Mishnah will mention them. Kol Hayamim Kamikve, all water that comes from seas and oceans, is considered to be like a mikve. They are not springs of water. And indeed, Shinemar, as the Posuk says explicitly, the Torah talks about seas as being a mikveh, to these bodies of water, Hashem, when he created them, he called the seas. And we learn from there that it has the status of a mikveh, and therefore, there are two main ramifications. Firstly, one can only be purified in the sea if it is not flowing. And secondly, cases where the Torah requires maim chayim, one would not be able to use the water of, a, of the sea. Divya Meir, that's the opinion of Meir. Rabbi Yehuda says that that posk is not referring to any sea. It's only referring to Hayom HaGodol Kamikvah, the great sea which refers to the Mediterranean Sea and all of the oceans of the world that ultimately are all connected. It's to that sea and ocean that the Torah refers to as being a mikvah. But smaller seas like the Dead Sea, for example... That could have the status of a mayon, of a spring, and it could be considered mayim chayim, because the Torah was not referring to those smaller seas. However, the Torah, the Mishnah asks that if that's the case, so the Torah was only referring to one sea, because all of these oceans are ultimately connected as one large massive ocean. Yet the Torah is talking in the plural, yamim, seas. So surely that implies that we're talking not only about that large ocean, but also about smaller seas. Mishnah says, no, the only reason why the Torah talks about it in the plural seas is because there are lots of different seas that are mixed together. This, this massive ocean is essentially a mixture of different oceans and seas together. Rabbi Yossi is the third opinion, and Rabbi Yossi, or Rabbi Yossi says that were it not for the Posuk, so strictly speaking, the sea would be considered to be like a Mayon, a natural flowing source of water, and it would be considered Mayim Chayim. However, the Torah talked about it as a mikveh. So we are left with something in the middle. Kol Hayamim, all seas, whether it be smaller seas or this massive ocean of the world, Metarin Bezoichalin, they do have the ability to purify somebody even whilst they are flowing. 
So in that sense, they are like a mayon, a flowing body of water, like a spring. However, since the Torah called it a mikvah, it is not fit for cases where maim chaim is required. And therefore, for sulin la zovim velamitsoyoim velakadish by mechatos, it would be invalid for a zov or a mitsoyra, who are people who are impure for various reasons, and they need to be purified in a mayon specifically, they would not be able to be purified in the sea. And likewise, the water that is needed for the para aduma also cannot come from the sea. And this is learned from the fact that the Torah called it a mikvah. Mishnah Tess, by the Torah calling the water that is needed for the para aduma mayim chayim, alive water, we also learn from there that it needs to be pure and clean. And because of that, hamayim hamukim, so to speak, damaged water, pasulim, is invalid for this purpose. And the Mishnah clarifies, elohim hamukim, what is considered to be damaged water, hamaluchim, if it is salty, not naturally. The sea, for example, is naturally salty, but if this is salty for a different reason, if it is lukewarm, so it wouldn't really be considered drinking water, then it is not fit for use of the paraduma procedure. Water that has been stopped, it is no longer connected to the original source of the spring. Even if all of the water comes from the spring, since it is no longer connected to the source, it would be invalidated. Part of the implication of it being alive water is that it's a continuous flow from its source. Now, it's not enough if, let's say, there's a body of water that generally is not attached, it's not a continuous flow from the source, but at the moment it happens to be that the water is connected to its original source of the spring. That is invalid because the entire body of water is not considered to be one that is valid. And the Mishnah defines what is considered to be water that is generally not attached to the source, to the spring itself, which comes from the ground. Even if it stops being connected to its source once every seven years, that is enough to consider the entire body of water unfit for use of the paraduma. On the other hand, if naturally it is always attached to and flows from its source, however, it is stopped and it's not connected to its original source as a result of an invading army who stops up the source of water or if there is a drought so it dries up. This doesn't give a new status to the body of water because generally speaking, this body of water always is in a continuous flow from its source and therefore kasherim, it would be valid as long as currently it is indeed attached to its source. Rabbi Yehuda Paisel, however, Rabbi Yehuda says that it is invalid even if the reason why it occasionally gets blocked up is an external one. For example, it gets dried up in the drought. According to Rabbi Yehuda, that is enough to invalidate that body of water, even in a case where it is currently attached to its source. Mr. Yud, water that comes from Karimriyon or Fuga, which were two particular springs of water that existed in Eretz Yisrael, Pasulin, that water is invalid for use of the Paraduma waters. Because they are water that is muddy. And that means that when the water is going to be added to the utensil, which is going to hold the Paraduma solution, not all of the water is considered to be directly in the utensil without anything interrupting. 
because the mud creates a barrier between the water and the utensil itself, and that would invalidate the water from being used as part of the Para Aduma process. Water that comes from the Jordan River and from the Yarmuch River, Pasulim, they are invalid for the sake of the Para Aduma waters, because they are a mixture of water. Meaning, although they do come from a natural spring, there is other water that mixes in with them that does not come from a natural spring. And the Mishnah defines what is considered to be what is mixed water that would be invalid. If there is water that is valid, it comes from a natural spring, and there is other water that is invalid, if they get mixed together, then the entire body of water is now unfit. However, if Shanem Kasherim, if there are two different sources of water, two different springs, for example, that mix together into one body of water, Minis Arvu, they get mixed together, Kasherim, that water is fit for use. Although there are two different sources and two different springs, they are both valid, so they are fit for use of the Paraduma waters. However, interestingly, Rabbi Yehuda Paisel, Rabbi Yehuda says that even in that case it would be invalid, because Rabbi Yehuda understands that at least Midir we are concerned that if you make this valid, then people will come to think that even in a case where there is valid water mixed with invalid water, it is fit. So in order to avoid people from coming to that incorrect conclusion, Rabbi Yehuda rules that any case where there are two different springs mixing together, even if by themselves they are both valid, when they are mixed together it would be invalid, at least Midrabonon. Mishavid Aleph, Be'er Achov Mo'aras Pamyos, the well of Achov, and the water that was in the cave of Pamyos, these were two particular bodies of water that came from a spring. And it appears like there was a particular doubt that was raised with regards to these waters. And so the Mishnah clarifies and rules that Kashira, they were valid, and water could be used from there for the sake of the Para Aduma waters. Hamayim Shinshtanu, water that changes its appearance or color changes, Vishnu Machmas Atzmon, but this change is because of itself, meaning it's a natural change. Nothing was added to the water in order to cause that change. Kashirin, the water remains valid despite its change in appearance. But if it changed because of some dye, for example, then it would be invalidated. It's no longer considered to be pure water. Now we learned earlier on that the water needs to be connected to its source, to the source of the spring, in order for it to be valid. The mission discusses whether how sure a person needs to be that there is no breakage from the source of the spring. Amas Hamaim, if there is a canal of water, that comes from far away, the source of that spring of water is at quite a distance. Kashira, the water can be used, it is fit, and water can be taken from there and used for the Para Aduma waters. But only Uvulvad as long as Shish Moreno Adam that he watches over it and he guards that a person will not cause a breakage in that water. He needs to make sure that at the time that he is taking water from there, there is no breakage at all from its original source, from the beginning of that spring. However, Behuda says that as long as you don't know that the opposite is true, as long as you don't know that there is a breakage, Harry he bechezkas muteres, there is a chazoka that states that it is permitted. The concept of chazoka says that one is able to assume that 
something remains the same unless proven otherwise, or unless he has a particular reason to understand otherwise. So since this spring was once all connected and it was in a state of being valid, and one is unaware that anything changed, so he is able to assume that indeed it is still all connected and he wouldn't need to check again. Ends off the Mishnah. A well or a body of water into which pieces of earthenware or clay fell. Oh yeah, Domo, if earth falls into it, he should wait until the water becomes clear again, according to Rabbi Yishmael. And then the water will be pure again. Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva says that he doesn't even need to wait. And even in this state of the water having some pieces of earth mixed into it, the water is still fit because the earth hasn't dissolved into the water. It's not like muddy water, that the mud is going to cause an interruption and a barrier in between the utensil and the water. Because over here, it's just some pieces of earth that are by themselves, and they don't cause a barrier in between the utensil and the water, and therefore it would be valid even in its current state, and according to Rabbi Akiva, there is no need to wait.